got TW Takes in the house. TW Takes, what's up? TW Takes podcast. That's Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast. So we'll go through all the monikers. The, uh, the man himself. Bishop over at TW Takes podcast. Absolute legend. He is an Irish New Yorker. Big up Bishop. Bishop <laughs> TW Takes. Shout out to Bishop on that one. Bishop from TW Takes. Matt Bishop from TW Takes. Shout out to TW Takes. TW Takes. Mr. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. And Takes. TW Takes. Bishop has, you know, on terrible takes. TWT Takes. Terrible wrestling takes. Bishop's terrible wrestling takes. Strictly for Bishop. Shout out to Terrible Wrestling Takes. Cheers, Bishop. TW Takes podcast. Him and his wife, Mrs. TW Takes. We got Mrs. Takes here as well. My wife. Mrs. Takes. She's the sleeper hit. So good. Thank you, wife. Shout out to Mrs. TW Takes. It's a fun back and forth. Such a small part, but so effective. I'm telling you, that's my go-to podcast now. TW Takes. You want here? Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop from Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop, everybody needs to be listening to you, brother. Bishop, say hello. Oh, shit. Here we go. Brand new episode. Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast. But before we talk that shit, let's plug that shit. TBTakesPodcast.com for all platforms, audio and visual. Like and subscribe, especially if you do it for other people. TBTakesPodcast.com slash TWTs for all the merch to help support the show. Most affordable, fastest shipping merch in the podcast game. Remember, at TWTakesPodcast on all social media. And remember, review if you do, rate if you feel. Subscribe for me like you do for the rest of these idiots with a microphone and a computer now let's get into some more terrible wrestling takes oh shit here we go mlw Fightland has finally aired and your boy bishop was there you can see me on tv i probably went a little too hard later in the night thinking that i didn't get on tv at all but i tell you it was a fun show but everyone that i've talked to so far i've said the same thing i was there for five and a half hours <laughs> shouts to my guy red fox from at night of the lp and his brand new show releasing on 1010 at nightmare fuel check out his podcast night of the living podcast it's so much fun they talk pop culture but he got he's such a horror nerd that he's going to release his own separate horror and shout out to my new friend at mr talente m-i-z-t-e-r-t-a-l-e-n-t-i mr at mr talente on on twitter i sat next to this dude he was trying to get a homie into wrestling that night um he was so fucking knowledgeable so nice such a good dude does not hold up well to beer pressure um i'm not sure i was with beer pressure but i asked if he wanted a beer he said nah i bought him one anyway and i was like yo how you do with peer pressure and i handed him a beer and he took it and he drank half right away i'm like i guess not that good then huh <laughs> And he, he hit me up during the rewatch, too, saying that he saw us on uh, on TV. So, shouts, man. We had a lot of fun that night. Uh, it's always cool when you get to meet new people who are dope people who just enjoy wrestling, man. Like, we had such a great time. But, I mean, he can vouch. As soon as they switched to Fightland on the graphics, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I was so exhausted. Five and a half hours. And for the TV time to be one hour... And they wasted it on whatever that fucking bullshit podcast was. Basically a full-on dirt sheet. Everything I hate about fucking wrestling today, they focused it on. And to be there for five and a half hours, they did the Opera Cup. They did a casket match. They did all kinds of cool shit while we were there. Saw Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. 
So um, my highlights, everyone I was telling, I was like, yo, you need to see Alex Mack versus Tank Man. I, we saw two Tank Man matches. We saw two Alex Mack matches. Uh, TJP uh, had a match. I was so impressed with everything y'all didn't get to see on Fightland. So I would say keep tuning in for the wrestling. Um, the middleweight title, I didn't like the match live. I didn't really like it on the TV. I popped hard for the tarantula. Uh, other than that, uh, when I met Tajiri in the autograph line, he had a dope uh, a dope decal that I wanted to get autographed. And I didn't have $20 cash. So, you know, I couldn't get it because he didn't have a fucking card swiper. So, no Venmo, no cash app or nothing. Uh, Tajiri does his thing. But I, I guarantee you this. If MLW is in town, go. The the seats are dumb cheap. The action is nonstop. And the wrestling's pretty fucking clean. I saw way better wrestling than what they put on TV. And it's a shame. Because it was really, really fucking good. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they play all the other stuff too. But it would be nice if they put that schedule out. Now, I am debating on going to the November 6th show. Um, I just heard Will Ospreay is going to be there. I'm not a big fan of his, but I get it. A lot of people are. Um, it's going to be a hot show, I'm sure. They were advertising like uh, War Cage. It's going to be War Cage because they can't call it War Games. So we'll see, man. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to go. I should because for, I mean, it's a $42 ticket and there's not a bad seat in the house. I mean, there's only like 500 people can go, get in there if that um, it was fun. It was fun. And I just wish, again, I was prepared for the five and a half hours. I wish I was prepared for, you know, what was going to be actually broadcast on TV because they had Fightland graphics for other matches. It wasn't just for the two matches because even that uh, the middleweight title match was earlier in the night. And the, uh, what was it, um, the, the Holiday match was supposed to be on Fightland. They didn't put that on TV. So I'm, I'm really interested on what their choices are. Um, I wish I had more to say about MLW, but I, I guarantee you this. If it is in your area, go. It is well worth it. It, it was a really, really fun show. Um, I had... Oh, uh, Judge. EJ Judge. I, I was a, super impressed with. They only showed him getting jumped in the back. There was a... Uh, what was it? A six-man tag or an eight-man tag. Savio Vega and the Blue Meanie were part of it, which was dope. You know, and uh, oh, and, and Warhorse was there. JP Warhorse was there. Shouts to Warhorse. He was fun to see for the time that we did. And I don't know if if he'll be on uh, TV at all, just because of the the matches he did and and the length of which they happened. So, look, I, I don't know how much more to say about MLW, but when it's all said and done, if it's in your town, go. If it's not in your town. Uh, don't drive too far. I drove an hour. I can see myself driving an hour again. I just can't see myself going way out of the way to do it. Uh, it's a fun thing to do once a month that they come around. Uh, New Japan is in town next week on the 16th, I think it is. They're having fucking uh, Mox and someone versus Suzuki and Archer. Like, when you look at the amount of talent they're putting on that, you know, it would be a hell of a show to go to. I'm not going to. It's going to be too crazy, too hectic. And the building was fucking loud. My ears were hurting when it was done. So I think I'm actually going to be, uh, be a little baby and bring some earplugs next time. Just just to tone the volume down. 
because I was getting a headache by the end. I was dehydrated, drank a lot of beer beforehand with my guy Red Fox. I'm trying to get him to send me the pictures because he took more pictures than I did of uh, of at least us hanging out and shit. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, again, I wish I had more to say about it, but I just don't. So let's jump into NXT. NXT 2.0 had a great episode again. Um, you know, they're really doing something that they, they haven't had the opportunity to do since they got off the network. And that's actually let things build. I mean, it, they're, they're throwing it in our face, right? They're putting JC Jane and Gigi Dolan with uh, Mandy Rose to give them the rub, right? They're putting Odyssey Jones with LA Knight to learn on the fly. They're putting Von Wagner with Kyle O'Reilly to learn on the fly. They're putting Braun Breaker with Tommaso Ciampa to learn on the fly. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. I mean, they're, they're, they put Corey Jade in a match with Frankie Monet, and Frankie Monet had her best fucking match. Their best match. Tony D'Angelo. Are you kidding me? So there's a lot of good shit that happened, a lot of you know iffy shit that happened, but here here's the thing. I really do believe these people are going to cut bait and buy these people, NXT, whatever they do. I believe... I believe NXT will cut bait with characters and shit that don't work once they give them a chance. I mean, look at Joe Gacy. The character development in Joe Gacy from the very beginning till now, he now understands who he is. Joe Gacy's first shot at it came off as a liberal asshole. Uh, You know, this is the safe space, all this shit. He said the virtue signaling terms of a babyface in such a heel way that he was just being a prick and it wasn't coming off well and then last week he did better this week even better even better i fast forward through the match because i was i was tight on time um i hated the duke hudson vignette i didn't need to see him i I just i don't get him at all i I just don't get him i don't like his look i don't i mean i don't know what it's going to take maybe if he wrestles in something like uh like they put Keith Lee in, where it's more of a muscle shirt. Which there's something about him that just doesn't make sense. Maybe put him in some diesel gear or something. I don't know. Something about him just doesn't make sense. I don't know how to fix it. And everything they're presented to me, I just don't like. You can see that they're putting some time into Indy Hartwell. And what's her name? Persia? Or Persia? The way they said it was almost like they were saying Porsche, But it was a little bit different. And you can see what they're going for. And you can see that they need reps. You can see what the outcome is going to be. But we get to see it in real time. So this really feels like that raw, uncut version of NXT that used to be on the network that they just gave to us. But now they're making it into a TV show. Because that that old NXT was, and here's the next match. And they barely had entrances and shit, right? So it was all raw uncut best matches that we can get from nxt now this is learning on the fly but with the same caliber of talent some are main roster ready some aren't but if you don't think Braun breaker i thought i thought Braun breaker was gonna get drafted and and fuck half the audience here not just half the audience of this podcast but half the audience of wrestling period shit all over Braun breaker because his name wasn't steiner didn't let it breathe at all and look where you are now not one person is saying, yeah, but you should call him Steiner. No, the kid's got it, man. He's fucking gold. 
He's fucking gold. By the time this is all said and done, he's going to be a star. And and I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, when he fails and comes back meaner and grittier, come on, baby. Come on. He is going to be special. Special, man. And Brown Breaker is it, man. Brown Breaker is that shit. And look, he might get a name change. He might turn into a Steiner. He might do all of that. But that's also a tool they can leave in their pocket, right? When 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 can shit just go crazy and he just go, I'm not Brown Breaker, whatever. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm a motherfucking Steiner. You know what I mean? It's, it's All of that can happen. But if you give us the if you give us everything up front, there's nothing to build into. So whatever Braun Breaker is doing, you need to take what you're given and go for the ride because they're executing on a level that they haven't in a very very long time. They're allowing this shit to build. Let me to jump to a couple things. Number one, I would really like the NXT crowd to shut the fuck up. Mandy Rose looks the best she ever has. As a performer, her presentation is not that of the Barbie doll, where there's covers up and and highlights of certain areas because there's insecurities. I always felt that about Mandy Rose. As much as she looks all gorgeous and dolled up and shit, that she's she's presented with insecurities. This confident bitch that runs Toxic Attraction is the best she's ever been and if you want to chant what and you want to interrupt promos she will never get any better on the mic so shut the fuck up let mandy say what she has to say allow her to get better because i said this fucking months ago when sonia deville came back if there was a crowd we would not have daddy daddy sonia is someone you give a shit about. Sonia was floundering until the hair versus hair and then the unfortunate incident that happened. She was building and building and building. And I remember saying it back then before the podcast even started that this Sonia is a little bit different and I'm glad she's getting mic time without an audience. And when she came back without an audience, she's been fucking killing it with swag and confidence on the mic. And then the crowds come back and she starts fucking up on the mic because she's too nervous. She'll get used to it. She'll get better. And whatever the fuck NXT crowds, because they're not fans, they're crowds, are trying to do to interrupt Mandy while she's fucking cutting promos, you're hurting the product, period. I should never hear the audience more than I hear the performer. And when that happens, it's fucking bullshit. And it helps nobody. Meanwhile, your chant, what? Oh, I distracted her. I distracted her. You feel better now? You feel better now. You feel better that now Mandy might be in a position where they remove her from toxic attraction because she can't control the crowd the way they want her to, yet it's only like 30 assholes that are ruining it for everybody. Because the reason why we can hear you chant what is because everyone else shuts the fuck up to hear what Mandy has to say and then react. You wait for the pause, you say what? Because you're a fucking jerk off. If you chant what at a wrestling show, you're an asshole. Go fuck yourself. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. I'm trying to watch the show. And I can't do that with you chanting what? You're not even chanting what because it sucks. You're chanting what because there's a pause. You would know what she said if you fucking listened. 
but you don't want to. So shut the fuck up. Okay? Now, the match. The match wasn't the cleanest. Mandy versus Ember. But it was good to see. I thought Mandy is, is turning up the technical. I think she's she's turning on the intensity, so she's hitting a little bit harder. I see a little bit of early Triple H mixed with Bret Hart. Those styles. Not clean, not as clean. Definitely not as clean, but those styles. The way Bret Hart was a, a, a striker and a half, but every single move was executed purely. She's not a big move person, but the way the transitions and, and holds and things go, I see a lot of early Triple H and and striking of both Triple H and Bret Hart. I think it's, if you if you guys look back at that early 90s version of the first Triple H in, in WWE and, and Bret Hart when they were around the same time period, I, it's the vibe I get in style. Uh, execution, definitely not, but it can get there, and it can get there with y'all shutting the fuck up. I think Mandy's pump knee has always rivaled Sheamus's. Uh, Sheamus is cleaner, but it's a it's a body connectivity thing. Uh, it's a body chemistry thing, to be honest. Women have wide hips, so when you swing the knee up, it comes up in a different direction. That's all. That's all. I think, but I've always loved Mandy's. I thought it was getting better and better and better on the main roster, especially when she was working with Dana, doing all the tag matches and shit. And I think she just makes you know Gigi and JC look important. As this toxic attraction thing builds, we're going to get two new superstars come out of it three really because mandy is now not just going to be eye candy she's going to be a fucking high level superstar and there's a chance that she beats raquel for the title and we move nxt into a new direction because personally i think raquel would work better on the main roster especially if she had a heater like dakota kai especially if she had a manager like anyone because something's not clicking or let's say she goes to the main roster, beats the shit out of Nikki A.S.H., and we get the R&R tag team. We get Raquel and Rhea as a tag team. Do you think Raquel can look important again? Do you think Rhea can look important again? It's very possible. Very possible. Because when you have those two in a heel-type tag team, it's economy of words. You don't have to say a lot. You don't have to say a lot at all. They just go out there and kick ass. So we'll see. I'm not going to fantasy book that because we are where we are. NXT 2.0 has their thing going on, and the main rosters are settled now. They drafted a couple stars up, and uh, you know I know I know Marsh was a little upset about LA Knight not being drafted up. I think it's a good thing he stays in NXT. We didn't get a chance to talk about that during the draft. Check out Wrestling on the Rocks at WOTR the Show at Ref Marsh on Twitter. Wrestling on the Rocks is their podcast. I did their uh, Wednesday show. We talked the draft. Myself, Ref Marsh, and at Sports underscore Beard. We had a, a decent draft conversation. A fun time hanging out with those guys. Talking a, a lot of the draft. Some concerns. Some outlooks. You know, where do we go from here? But just a really good wrestling conversation. So check them out. I was on their Wednesday show. Their, uh, their Thursday show podcast version. And then they also have a Thursday live version that drops podcast on Friday. Where they went over MLW. Which I covered in the beginning of this. Uh, check out MLW on Vice, Fightland. You see me in a crowd. My pink shirt is fucking magenta as shit. But I'm in there. But never mind. That's the MLW part of this. Let's, let's jump back into the NXT. Uh, Odyssey Jones versus LA Knight. I thought LA Knight looks fucking incredible. His physique is as slim as I've seen him. He, it seems like he cut a lot, of, a lot of water weight, and he's just muscled out the fuck, man. He looks outstanding. Um... 
L.A. Knight not being able to body slam Odyssey Jones made me laugh. Uh, he fucking he goes to body slam and falls backward. It's, it's great. It's great. Those are the moments that we don't have. Um, I thought they did a decent job protecting Jones by having Andre Chase be the distraction. L.A. Knight getting a, a nice finish. And I think I think L.A. Knight's gearing towards that, I don't know, that, that Bret Hart, Jake Roberts of the of the NXT division. You know, that uh that Bailey Natty of NXT where he's gonna build the stars. And if he can get them in ring ready to his level, there's nothing wrong with him being in NXT. I would love to hear that as something official, that that's something that they actually worked on. Um, but if not, you know, I'm just guessing here. I'm just guessing here. But LA Knight staying in NXT, I don't think is a bad idea. Especially, honestly, because he's so new to someone like me in the WWE audience that I still need to see a lot of him to understand him. And I do think he would work on the main roster, but I don't think he gets past mid-card just based on his his style and presentation. Now, if that style and presentation is now put with the NXT Championship in a more dominant way, because that's my problem with Big E. Style and presentation, he's he has so much character. Uh, he he's so charismatic that it takes away from how effective everything is. That's why I always hated when Big E was making jokes and shit. So we'll see where where LA Knight goes from here. I I like him being there, like I said, as that Bret Hart, Bailey, Natty version of what NXT has to offer. And you need guys like that, right? You need the guys that are gonna that are gonna leave it in a good place when when they move on. And I think that's why Kyle O'Reilly's still there. I think he has so so much left to polish in NXT to go on to the main roster that I actually don't see him going to Raw or SmackDown. I think they cut bait when his time in NXT is up. I don't I don't think he moves up. I don't see the value there. I really don't. I really don't. Unless you have... Uh, unless you come up with a fucking other show. Come up with another show. You put Cesaro, Ricochet, Kyle O'Reilly, LA Knight. You know, I mean, you guys name them. In that, in that lane, Drew Gulak, Akira Tozawa. It just just a, a a wrestling show you know an AEW style show where it's not necessarily about the stories it's about the the in-ring craziness where how impressive can we look because that's what those guys do but there there's problems with those characters in present they, not one of those names I just brought up you think is going to beat Big E Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns for the title you know and that's a problem but you get there through character. You get there through development. And how do you get there? You know, on with on this roster. You know, so build the mid cards and and have it have it be that. You know, have fucking Saturday night's main event and it's just be the fucking IC title holder all day long. This is why I don't fantasy book because I get into the weeds with shit like this. I tell you. But man, again, I told you guys so. Brown Breaker is going to be special. Don't worry about his fucking name. Just watch what he does and look where we are. His promo with, with Ciampa was dope. You know, he's he seems unhinged. I doubt he's reading a script. <laughs> they must give him bullet points and say, hey, man, go for it. Go for it. Just don't do any math in the ring because we know how that works out. I thought, let me, Um, I mentioned it earlier, Corey Jade, Frankie Monet. I, I'm not even mad I saw Frankie call the entire match she's putting Corey Jade in spots you can see her saying words all this shit 
This was literally Frankie Monet's best match on NXT. She put Cora in all the right places. She made Cora look fucking incredible. Frankie did everything she could to help Cora look great. Cora did her part too. Cora's a hell of an athlete. She has a chance to be special. She's 20 years old. Remember this. When Sasha Banks was fucking kicking ass, she was 23. Rhea, 21. Tony Storm, 22. When they burst on the scene doing dope shit, Cora Jade could be on that level. Especially if they if they groom her and they have her in this you know proper direction. If Frankie Monet does this every fucking week, I'll be a huge Frankie Monet fan. She did an awesome job with Cora Jade. I am thrilled with what I saw, and I have been laying back on Frankie Monet because it looked horrendous about every time she got in the ring, and. It seems like this is her best suit because it had nothing to do with Cora Jade out there. I I can honestly say that entire match felt like it had nothing to do with Cora Jade in the ring. That was Frankie Monet letting Cora Jade know, this is okay to do that. Show me you can do this, all that shit. And it was done almost to perfection. I thought it did a fantastic job. I would love Frankie Monet to do nothing more than just build up the women's division down there. Go on a run now. Have a program with Cora Jade. Have have three, four more matches. And watch it develop, 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 develop. I think it's outstanding to have Frank Monet in that position. Because it never it never seemed to go anywhere. A couple of things I want to touch on before we get out of here. Let me jump into uh, Raquel Gonzalez real, qu- real quick. She's losing so much steam. Dakota Kai gave her so much. And her promo was fine. Her promo was fine. But again, the chance when Mandy came out and all that shit, it, it really fucked up things. But there's an opportunity here to either make Raquel look dominant, get Raquel fucked over, and move on. But a switch needs to happen. Uh, Raquel not leaving NXT might be an issue. So we'll see. I am a fan of her in the ring. I think she is another one, though, that does need a lot of work. So wherever she can get the polish would be great. She's got to go to SmackDown and work with Natty for six months. I'm fine with that, too. We saw what Natty was able to do with Lana. It can happen. You know, people can be become more special here. You know, N- Nikki and uh, Nikki Ash and Natty have had great matches, you know. So we'll see, man. We'll see how all this goes. Um, I thought last le- legend did another no-go segment for me Uh, i'm just not buying in it's it's something they're trying and it's not hitting yet again joe gacy week one no go jake joe gacy week two it worked joe gacy week three even better Braun breaker the same tony d'angelo his character work it's 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 a thing. Let's just say this. As as an Italian an Italian American from New York, I understand what the character is. I know a lot of family members who act exactly like he does. No, not mobbed up, but the style in which he is presenting himself. Many family members, many friends. And 
it doesn't hit for me because the accent feels forced and it almost feels not natural (laughs) as if he is not from he is not an Italian American from Chicago or New York because it's it fades It, it fades and it's not it's not thick most of them are thick and they land all the time this is my opinion my opinion in ring Tony D'Angelo is fucking incredible. The guy can wrestle his fucking ass off. He is fucking great in the ring. Great in the ring. What I saw, I was like, oh my God. As soon as I saw him do two moves, I texted Marsh. And I was like, bro, Tony D'Angelo is fucking epic. This guy is great. Tony D'Angelo is going to be a fucking star. And who knows what his character will be down the line. But when he came out and he tried to grease the ref, give him a little money to, to be on his side, I mean, come on. That's knowing your character. Again, I don't think he fully grabs the voice, but that's fine. You know. I'll tell you this, though. I really respect NXT taking the time and making this work. Because I thought the first vignette was enough to not do Tony D'Angelo anymore. I'm like, oh, this fucking thing. Down by the ducks. You know, it's just whack. It was so whack. But in ring, he's fucking great, man. (laughs) He's so fucking good. I I was so impressed. So fucking impressed. I know a lot of people talk about Parker Bordeaux and his new look and all that shit. Who cares, man? Again, Tony D'Angelo was fucking great. And whatever that promo was, I didn't like it. But in ring, bang. People shitting on Brown Breaker's name. He's been killing it ever since. Joe Gacy fucking around. He's doing a great job. Duke Hudson doesn't hit for me. Von Wagner needs so much fucking work. But they're putting him on TV to give him the reps. This is the shit I was talking about months ago. Months ago. It, it really started with Casey and Caden back in like, I don't know, fucking October, November last year. Every time I saw him on TV, they would get better and better. You know what they need? Time on TV. Time on TV. Time on TV. Guess what we're getting here in NXT 2.0? Time on TV. These guys are growing on TV. That's not a bad thing. Especially when they're doing it with a specific direction. So when it's building to to the place they're going, if they don't get there, they cut bait. That's why the, the Von Wagner thing is so interesting. They're presenting him and Braun Breaker basically the same way every single week, right? This is a guy we want to be big. This is a guy we eventually think is going to main event NXT TakeOvers, right? But Von Wagner got put in the, the title match. Uh, uh, Bra- Von Wagner did. Braun Breaker didn't, right? Ciampa wins the title. Braun Breaker goes, I'm going to challenge you. So Von Wagner was there to fill in a gap Braun Breaker was presented as a challenger he didn't have to go through the you know what I'm saying and since that Breaker's been going up and Wagner's been going sideways but he's going to go sideways until he goes up so he's going to work with Kyle O'Reilly for the next couple weeks until they find a space to make Von Wagner go higher it's very simple but they're doing this on TV and if you don't want to watch it because you don't want to watch them develop that's fine That's fine, but I'll tell you this much. If NXT 2.0 was on the network, I'm watching the network every single Tuesday. Because it's fun. It's fun to watch these things, but it's not fun 
when you jerk offs in, in attendance are, are chanting what during a promo. It's fucking stupid. It's played out, and you're in a room with 350 people. Of course you're going to be heard. Let the performers do their job. Clap accordingly. Boo accordingly. Just because they pause doesn't mean you get to go, what? I said just because they pause doesn't mean, what? So fucking dumb, man. So dumb. Something I thought would be dumb, but actually wasn't, was Indy, Indy Hartwell defeating Mei Ying. I was so into the Tiansha storyline. I thought it was fucking epic. It was one of the greatest things that NXT did in a long time. And with Xia Lee going to SmackDown, there's really nothing you can do now. They got to find a way to dissolve it. So when I saw the clip of Indy getting a win, I was like, really? But then I saw how they did it, and I go, okay, okay. Mei Ying gets thrown into the post. Indy does her uh, springboard elbow drop, which looked okay. And that's how the loss happened. And then Indy hurries up, gets out of the ring. They focus on her a little bit. They turn back Mei Ying, stand it up. I'm like, okay. So the supernatural power is still in place. I have no clue where it goes because Boa doesn't have the charisma of Xia I don't know where we go from here. I really don't. I was all in on the, the T and Shaw storyline, and now we just don't have it anymore. So I'm a little more upset at that than I am with Mei Ying even losing, which sucks, but that's kind of where it is. Other than that, let's see. Uh, we had Dunn versus Grimes, which, you know, they even said it on commentary. These two veterans. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, that's that's what they are. They are the veterans of NXT. Even though Pete Dunn is only like 26, they are the veterans of NXT. And that should tell you guys everything that they think of, of NXT right now. You know, you got those guys who haven't had a legit opportunity at the title per se, right? I mean, yeah, Dunn had matches, but they're not, they're not title holders, you know, in NXT, but they're the veterans there. I find that interesting that that's, you know, how, we're, how they're being presented. But I, I believe that's kind of what I called a couple weeks ago, that, that they're going to have this old guard, new guard, and they're going to grow together. So shouts to being right again. <laughs> um, the only thing I got is Ivy Nile needs to hold all the belts. Her her presentation by Malcolm Bivens on fucking uh, on uh, uh, the Diamond Mine situation, fucking great. I'm looking at Ivy Nile and I'm like, yeah, give her all the belts. I don't care. Give her the women's. Give her the women's tag. Give her the, the North American title. That, that was my first. I was like, let Ivy Nile beat Swerve for the the North American title. Fuck it. She looks great. She look, I love her presentation. Her look itself. She stares right through you. She stares right through you. I want to. That's. I want to see her do everything epic. I would love to see her as as a wrestler doing all her moves. I. She. She just is so perceptively explosive. I. I hope I'm not thinking that she's more explosive than she really is. When I look at her, I go, fuck. She seems like she's fucking explosive. So I would love to see her in the ring sometime soon. I would love for her to get all the fucking belts. She just has has that look to me that, that screams badass, which I'm sure she is. I'm sure you guys kind of feel the same way. Other than that, I got nothing else, man. Uh, oh, Halloween Havoc on the 26th, not the 31st. Uh... Again, another short site. Last year, Halloween on a Saturday. This year, Halloween on a fucking Sunday. And we can't get it on a Sunday? We can't get a pay-per-view for Halloween Havoc? What the fuck? 
What the fuck, man? Or last year, last year was on a Friday. Yeah, I think last year was on a Friday. Or no. I don't know. I don't remember. 2020 is a blur, as it should be. But still, Halloween this year is on a Sunday. I will walk with my kid trick-or-treating, and I will watch all of Halloween Havoc if it's on the Sunday. Put on a fucking Sunday. This opportunity only comes around every so often. It's not going to happen for another, what, six years? Because I think there's one more leap year in between. Come on, man. Halloween's on a Sunday. Have Halloween Havoc on a Sunday. The Fatal 4-Way match for the tag titles, I didn't watch. I saw it. I figured MXK was going to win. I wasn't really bothered. Um, I, I didn't have time to watch everything. I had to watch it at work. So it took me a couple days to record as well. This is where we are. Um, yeah, other than that, man, you'll probably it, put on Fight Land on Vice just to see my magenta shirt that you can get at tbtakespodcast.com slash TWTs. I had such a great time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had such a great time at MLW. I do plan on going again. Uh, I just want to make sure that it all makes sense when I go. Uh, again, shouts to my boy at Mr. Talenti. M-I-Z-T-E-R-T-A-L-E-N-T-I. At Mr. Talenti. Dude was awesome to watch wrestling with. He is such a good dude. Check him out. He's not very active on Twitter, but you know what it is. We show support. He's part of our side of the IWC. Any question I had, this dude was all over it. I was like, yo, why does this dude judge look amazing? He goes, oh, because he is. I said, so what's good? He said, nah, man, he got kicked out of NXT. I was like, oh, shit, really? Anything, any question I had, this motherfucker answered it. No brainer. Um, so I really appreciate it. My guy, Red Fox from Night of the Living Podcast at Night of the LP. Check out his new podcast coming out, Nightmare Fuel. Again, the first episode of Nightmare Fuel will debut on night of the living podcast so follow at night of the lp check out his podcast on 1010 the first episode of nightmare fuel will drop he will tell you everything you need to know about nightmare fuel for going forward if you're interested in horror it's definitely a route you want to go if you're interested in pop culture nerdy shit night of the living podcast is for you i'm not into any of that stuff per se uh, some of it i am but like he did an episode on digimon i know nothing about digimon and i listened to him in him and his uh, co-host that time talk about the whole thing i was like it's just they're just fun to listen to so check out my guys i appreciate them at mlw mlw thank you for putting on a really good show in person i do plan on seeing y'all again other than that i got nothing else you hear the music you know how it goes so with that being said review if you do rate if you feel follow me at tw takes podcast on instagram and twitter Share your terrible wrestling takes via my pinned tweet. Email me, bishoptwtakes at gmail.com. Until next time.